0: hey everybody it's time for carol ASMR with laser Carol' Samar I ain't o'clock lady I got a better job for you you made me buy boat tickets I ain't o'clock I don't know seven nine. <laughs> We getting these socks?
1: Hi, it's The Best Idea of All Time, the podcast where we watch the movie Carol every week. I'm Alice. I'm getting socks. I'm Laser. I've just sent I've just sent Laser a photo, well, a, a, a listing on redbubble.com for Therese Belavet with Christmas hat Carol 2015 socks.
0: I really like how hairy the legs are of the model. <laughs> yes. Very good. Yeah. I'm into it. Looks great. I'm into it. I'm here for it.
1: Hello. Welcome to, welcome to week seven of The Best Idea of All Time.
0: It's happening. We've watched Carol again.
1: We have watched Carol and again. And this
0: week we also read the book, The Price of Salt by Patricia Highsmith. Yes. Uh, Well, I read the first half of it. I read the whole thing. I stopped because it is a sad book. It's very sad. Um, And I couldn't handle it. But we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. So first of all, how'd the, how'd the watch hit you? Watch was good.
1: Watch was good. I, I noticed... Some new and different things as they always do. Yeah. I also have some um updates to report um from the field from from some friends of the podcast
0: excellent. okay. well, um I think my the, my main update from the watch was I noticed a thing early on. there's like a shot where she wakes up in bed that I hadn't noticed before, and then I think a lot of stuff about the book like there's a lot of verbatim scenes, yes. That I hadn't noticed before, Uh but I'm sure we'll get into that. So, so what are the what are the top news updates?
1: Okay, so update number one from someone who um, asked to remain anonymous, who was um, works in the film industry. I asked I asked them about the the infamous Kate Beaton Waterloo, Iowa sign.
0: Yes, the sign that is illustrated with clearly a Kate Beaton illustration of Napoleon. We've asked Kate about it, and she said she was not insulted.
1: Right. So, so my friend said. Wouldn't say it's a common occurrence if it was a completely fabricated sign and not based on an actual vintage design. It would be up to the art department to create something the director would sign off on. Um, They probably had Kate Beaton's design as a reference, or someone in the design team, or even the director possibly got attached to it, and they just didn't change it enough. Uh, Usually for something this featured, they would make sure to have something they have licensed or a complete original. Um, But then they also said, said, um, for smaller things that aren't featured in the shot or deep in the background, those things are typically not fully cleared.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and then they and they also said um the other possible scenario and this is very unlikely by based on the size of the sign was that this was this shot wasn't planned to have or this wasn't the shot they had planned and this sign wasn't supposed to be featured. But the director changed something on the day and wanted to shoot it and then the onset dresser whoever didn't know it wasn't cleared. Uh very unlikely because the sign is so large it probably was uh, fabricated by the scenics department. Yeah. Um, but, but my friend said that so many times on jobs, they're told, Oh, don't worry about this area. We're never going to see this. And then of course the director of the AD changes the shot. So they always see it.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So they, I mean, there, are, it is slightly different like textures and colors. So mm-hmm. they just, they were just like, we want something like this. And then they made exactly that. Right. Um, and didn't change enough. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
1: Uh my other update is from my friend Meegs, who I know through the Planet Scum discord um shout out meeks she listened to our last episode and she said that she actually just went through the process of updating her company's employee manual
0: oh nice yeah
1: and she, she said that um it's it's primarily because uh she's in california california employment laws are very strict and um people are required to read the manuals but they don't necessarily quiz them but they're required to sign a contract essentially that says they've read it mm. um it goes over policies of all different types, um, always recommended to update the employee handbooks and, and any policy each year because the laws often change at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, and um, lots of different policies that you have to keep either on site, available to employees, posted publicly in in public areas, Got or it. in things like an employee handbook.
0: Excellent. Okay, that makes sense. There you go. So, uh, how did you enjoy the book, The Price of Salt?
1: I enjoyed it very much. It was both interesting how like you said so much of the movie comes pretty much verbatim from the book like a lot of the scenes a lot lot, i would say the majority of the dialogue in the movie comes straight from the book even if it's in like slightly altered scenes or um the scenes are set in different ways but um but also there's some pretty big divergent things from the book and the movie
0: yeah i mean i think there are like factual divergences like for example Therese is a set designer instead of a photographer Mm -hmm. which makes sense like in the film the photographer thing like really helps with the framing of the movie and how they do the cinematography yeah but then there's just also some like because you are seeing inside of Therese's mind right in the book there are just the like even though the book is like the film all about repression Mm -hmm. you get way more of a idea immediately that she is in love with Carol
1: (laughs) right yeah and so the the book it takes place from Therese's point of view yeah which I thought was interesting which meant that all, all of the scenes that we see in the movie of just Carol with other characters are I guess fabrications for the movie
0: yeah we don't see Fred
1: we don't see Fred we don't we there's a lot there's less Abby yeah a lot less Abby um but yeah um how far did you get
0: I got exactly halfway through, so we are to, uh, they haven't gone on the road trip, but they're about to,
1: basically. Mm, Okay. That's interesting, because the road trip I found was very interesting. Mm -hmm. That is probably, I think, the most divergent, uh, outside of the things you stated already. Yeah. The road trip is, like, thematically similar, but... but factually very different in terms of in terms of length, in terms of where they go, in terms of what they're doing. Yeah. It's very different. And and, and it, in what
0: way? Talk 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 us about how.
1: Sure. So in in the in the in the book, the road trip is much longer. They're gone for they're gone for many weeks and they're intending to go all the way to Washington State where Carol's family is, um, as listed in the book. Um, it's kind of a similar situation that Therese basically kind of doesn't really have anything waiting for her. She breaks up with well, she doesn't break up, I guess, but has that kind of awful conversation with richard yeah right before she leaves um but yeah and then they spend a lot of the time in the on the road trip just um interior like like in therese's mind really studying carol and studying why she's attracted to carol um they do have a very like similar i guess um they don't there's never an explicit sex scene which i thought was interesting Oh um but it, it's implied by um, Carol and Therese saying "I love you" to one another. Got it. Um, also in in around Waterloo, Iowa, which I thought was great. Oh, the line Waterloo isn't that terrible is literally in the book. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, unfortunately, the Iana Clock Lady is not in the book.
0: Ah, uh, a shame. A darn shame. <laughs> a
1: darn shame. Um, but yeah, and and then afterwards, Therese. I, I'm sorry. Are you okay with me kind of spoiling? Yeah, some yeah, of yeah, this? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So after 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 they get caught, they get caught by a private investigator. The investigator does not confront them, but they confront him after Therese notices him at a multiple locations because again, in the in the book they go to like they're going to lots of different cities. They're in Iowa, they're in Nebraska. They make it to Arizona or, or, or to Utah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um and Denver. They're they're circling around Denver a lot. Like they try to lose the guy. They stand up staying at certain cities for multiple days and befriend people who live at these Hotels with them, mm. um, but yeah. And then after, after um, Carol finds herself forced to go back to New York by the the um, the fact that she's essentially been caught with Therese. Therese then stays out west in Arizona for multiple weeks, and eventually makes her way back to Chicago, where she stays for another full two weeks, working a day job just to save enough money so that she can drive back to New York.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And and resume her life there. Um and so there isn't s there isn't Abby flying out to drive Therese home. That that's that's something that was new. Mm-hmm. And it it made me it answered something that I've always wondered about in the in the movie, which is why when they have the meeting at the end of the movie is Therese so dead set on not like giving in to Carol. And yeah. and in 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 the book, it's very clear that Perez is so hurt by the fact that Carol left. And then after Carol leaves her, there's a bunch of conversations with Abby where she's trying to get to Carol, but, but Abby saying, no, I don't think you should talk to her. Um, and then, and then Carol is reaching out to her, but at that point she's changed her mind and thinks she has to move on. Um, and so when, when we get to the dinner scene where they have dinner again, that's very similar to what happens in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Therese is, is, at that point, made up her mind that she just has to move on from Carol. It's the best thing for Carol and for her. Yeah. And I mean, I, get, I guess we get a little bit of that in the movie, but like like we've talked about in the podcast before, it does feel very tonally dissonant that in one scene she's calling Carol saying, I miss you, and then two scenes later saying, I do not want to live with you, leave me alone.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, time has passed, but we don't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear you. I mean, the book is, in a lot of ways i mean I, it's it's a very realistic book, I think mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people being sad and not knowing what they want yes um which is depressing because it's the fifties and nobody mm-hmm. gets what they want um but i you know it's it's a it's realistic it's good in a way i I want to say a few of the mysteries that I was excited to have solved, yeah, for example, rindy's name is. Okay, we got the full we got the full name. I wrote. I, I highlighted it. Verinda, <gasps> Narinda. Narinda, Yes, Narinda, Which Narinda. I, I feel like is like a witch from Wizard of Oz. Yes, I hate it. I hate it. It's hard. Hard as hard named her. He wanted a son, but I think he's even more pleased with a daughter. Um, we get a little bit of Teresa's backstory, like her m- mom abandons her basically, and mm-hmm. then goes and starts a new family. Yep. Uh, the gloves thing doesn't happen in the book, no. but it, it happens with a different lady that Therese is apparently like kind of in, has a crush on from her, this school where she's raised, Right, which is very interesting. Right. She, um, she gets gifted some gloves and she holds on to them forever.
1: So actually, this, this I thought was interesting because yeah.
0: in the book, Therese
1: goes and buys a Christmas card. And sends it to Carol. And that's the way that she remains in contact with Carol after the the transaction. at Frankenberg. She says, like, thank you for the season. Thank you for shopping at Frankenberg's Employee 645A. Yeah. In the movie, after the scene where they meet, there's a scene where Therese goes to her locker and opens up her locker and just sort of stares at it. Yeah. I think she has a Christmas card that she puts in the locker. Uh, There's an envelope that I noticed for the first time. Because I always wondered, why is that scene there? It doesn't really have a purpose, like I guess just to show that Therese is clocking out. But in that scene, she puts what looks like a greeting card envelope into the locker. And so, oh, I
0: thought that was her employee handbook.
1: Oh, I I, I, thought, it, I thought it very much. But it is like, very small, yeah. I thought, it, I thought it looked very much like a greeting card envelope. We'll need, we'll need to watch it again. We'll
0: need to watch it again.
1: One of the things I thought was really interesting is, what
0: did you think of Carol in the book? I didn't like anybody in the book, to be honest. Really? I, I, so Therese is like, and I didn't get to the end of it, obviously. Therese is like wandering around and she doesn't know what she wants, which is fair. She's very traumatized. Richard doesn't like, she just straight up doesn't like him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, you can't leave me though, because. I like you. Because I like you. Carol's like, Therese, you're so stupid. And. Yeah. And and, and Therese is like really in love with Carol. Uh Uh-huh. And like, openly throwing herself at Carol, right? Like, can I please kiss you? I love you. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't. I mean, do, she she says I love you for a little later, but like, and 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 then Abby. <laughs> I mean, I love Abby. Yeah. All, all always, but she like doesn't have a job, and so she just kind of drives around and gets up in everybody's business. Mm-hmm. I guess is her main thing. Yeah. Um. But I just didn't like how everybody was treating each other.
1: That's fair, yeah.
0: And I guess Harge was having affairs, is that what his thing was?
1: Harge was having affairs, yeah, but they had been... I might be getting this wrong, but I think it was implied that when Carol asked if they were getting divorced because of Abby, Carol said, no, they're getting divorced for other reasons anyway, not just her lesbianism. Got it. Um, yeah, it was... It. Uh, I thought it was interesting that I think the movie version of Carol aired is a lot more manipulative. Like we've talked about that, yeah. Like the almost gaslighting and the the sort of like um, way she's leading Therese on, yeah. Therese in the movie seems so hesitant to do anything and so nervous and so like I guess like like virginal or or um, um, someone who hasn't lost their virginity and is very nervous about it, yeah. Whereas in the book, she's ready to go. She knows, like like the book talks openly about how much she. She knows she likes women. Yeah. She, 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 she talks about how like society won't allow her to be with a woman, but it's very, it's very much. Oh no, I am obsessed with this woman. I know that I am obsessed with this woman. The first time, the first time I meet her, which I think yeah. is implied in the movie, but, but isn't as, as, as I guess, I mean, it's, it's a lot easier when you're in someone's head through yeah. like first person narration that you can actually describe it. But, um, it feels like, it felt like the movie's trying to play a little more closer to the vest with that.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and, and again, it is the interior. But yeah, in the book, you get a way better idea that it is Therese pursuing Carol instead of the other way around. On the other hand, Abby is there to show you that Carol is a lesbian, right? Carol mm-hmm. does kind of know what she's doing. She's yeah. just kind of being weird about it.
1: Well, so what was in, what's interesting is, um, I, I think this is revealed, this is probably revealed after you past i i I, correct me if i'm wrong it's revealed that carol this when carol describes her relationship with abby it was that abby had a crush on her as a child okay and she knew about it but she wasn't really reciprocating and then abby went away for a while and they met up again when she was older i think around like high school like preparatory school age and they became friends then and then and then so carol always knew that abby always had a crush on her And then they kind of have a have a hookup similar to what's in the movie where I think it's something similar where they're at the they're at Abby's parents house and they're in one bed together and she sort of gives in. And then at some point, I think either Carol, I think it was Abby stops liking Carol. And like if you had told me that Carol didn't have other like women lovers, like like not having the pattern of behavior. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I might have I might have been missing this. I, I read the book fairly quickly, but yeah. it struck me as just being very different in terms of Abby throwing herself at her and Carol being mostly indifferent.
0: Yeah. In the film, they have this relationship, like they're these two, like knowing, mm-hmm. all, you know, all knowing kind of, you know, worldly yeah. queer women. Yes. And in the book, I mean, it's the whole thing with society like the society doesn't accept this and it's a whole which is i think also i mean the book you'll get a way better idea of what patricia highsmith's view of Mm -hmm. these people i mean i don't think i I think we we will talk more about this when we talk to her uh, her biographers in a couple uh episodes but like patricia highsmith doesn't seem to like people Yes. And she doesn't seem to believe lesbians can be happy, mm-hmm. and um, and and so I when when you read this book, it's like okay, yeah, no, these people are all kind of awful, and this all seems like a real bummer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think if anything, because because when Prisha Highsmith wrote this book, she was in her twenties. It was the second book she wrote. Oh wow! And it was, she was the Therese character. Therese is her. Yeah. And so I do think there was a certain aspect of her kind of like hatred or loathing for these upper-class rich women that she was finding herself attracted to yeah and potentially getting in entanglements with and her not like her as we said throwing herself at them them treating her like shit probably and yeah her resenting them for that um so so a couple other things about the book that I found was interesting was because Teresa sp- spends so much time out west by herself after Carol goes home yeah um Danny comes to visit her and he's, he's getting a job out in California, and he wants, he wants her to come live with him and, and try, strike out West, and she says no. But so much of the end of the book is really about this dichotomy of she could have a traditional life with Danny, she could have this challenging life with Carol, or she can forge her own path. And she chooses mm-hmm. to forge her own path. She goes to the party, which also happens in the movie. I, I gotta say, just like the movie, Genevieve Cottrell shows up I'm gonna make sure I'm that is, name right
0: This is the Carrie Brownstein yes. character? Yeah.
1: yeah. Sorry Genevieve Cranell shows up like five pages from the end of the book
0: Oh it's the same thing! It's, it's
1: literally the same thing. I was, I was getting to the end of the book and I was like where is, where is Genevieve? And she shows up um, Before we get there I just want to read one thing While Therese was living by herself out in Colorado Springs she got a letter from, from, from Triangle Man yeah and part of it is that it was on letterhead with his name on it, which implied that he gave up on his art career. Oh and yeah,
0: in the book he's an art he's a painter he's
1: he's this, I think is actually fairly modern. He's one of these like rich kids of like like a wealthy family who who claims they're an artist and lives in Brooklyn. yeah, like one of that thing like and so so when Therese and him break up, she says, "You're not serious about art, just go work for your father." And then in this last, this last letter she gets from him, um, he has. He has taken the job with the, the family gas company or whatever. Yeah. And this letter is so mean. Like, we've talked about that speech in the movie. Yeah. This letter is so much meaner. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, he's talking about how um, he says, um, it is is you're hanging on to this woman to the exclusion of everyone else. This relationship, which I am sure has become sordid and pathological by right now, that disgusts me. I know, I know that it will not last, as I said from the first. It is only regrettable that you will be disgusted later yourself in proportion to how much your life you waste now with it. It is rootless and infantile, living on lotus blossoms on, or some sickening candy instead of the bread and meat of life. He also is, is so ready to just start outing her. People still ask me about you. So what do you expect me to tell them? I intend to tell them the truth. Only that way can I get it out of myself, and I can no longer bear to carry it around with me. I've sent a few things you had at the house back to your apartment. The slightest memory or contact with you depresses me, makes me not want to touch you or anything concerned with you. Um, but I am talking sense, and very likely you're not understanding a word of it, except maybe this. I want nothing to do with you, Richard.
0: Wow, jeez. Yeah. I mean, I, you hate to see it. <laughs> right. I mean, but uh, also, uh, I feel like I got exactly that letter when I came out as bisexual in high school. I think that's why I hate this book. (laughs) It's like, it's so real. It's very real. Like, because this is exactly the experience. I I mean, you know, I had of I was with a man who I didn't really like. And, you know, it was like, you know, I I didn't want to go to Europe. But like, you know, I want to go take this relationship to the next level. I want to marry you all this stuff. And I was like, no, and then I found, and I fell in love with a woman, and, like, that was the relationship I wanted, and I wanted to, like, consummate and stuff, and then that whole, all of this language is so familiar, and I hate it so much. Oh,
1: my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no,
0: it's okay, but it's, like, it's good. I mean, it's, Patricia Highsmith knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Um, But it gets, it gets, I mean, the movie is real as well, but it has Kate Blanchett in it, so it's a little bit more beautiful.
1: Fair. Um I got to talk about the party.
0: Let's talk about the party. Okay, so
1: in the book, um, Therese is a set designer instead of a photographer. Yes, a lot of the early part of the book is her, tr- is her trying to get jobs working with set designers, working yeah. with working on plays in New York and at the end of the mo- at the end of the book, she's invited to a party with um, with Genevieve uh, Genevieve Crenell, who is a famous actress.
0: Oh, is this the actress from the beginning that Abby's trying to introduce her to?
1: Yes, okay, great and they, she gets to the party, everyone's fawning over Genevieve Cantrell and it's it' or Cornell and it's the same thing that kind of happens in the movie where their eyes meet across the room. She clocks. oh, she's a lesbian. yeah um, Genevieve invites her back to a, a, a to the second location party for the inner circle oh and, and then when, and then when Therese is not coming, she makes the point of saying, "Hey, aren't you coming to the other party?" Eh, yeah. eh. And then the book ends exactly the same as the movie where um, Therese leaves the party, goes to where Carol has invited her, These are from across the room and walks forward. and that's it's literally the exact end of the movie.
0: Interesting. So
1: I, I could see a world where they have more interaction. we've talked about the scenes that Carrie Brown scene was cut out of.
0: Yeah,
1: um, where they have more interaction at the party, and it, it, it I think we get it from what what they show, but yeah, it's, it was so interesting to me how similar that is and how they were able to capture that even in a completely different setting yeah. and in such a brief scene in the movie.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's that's interesting. Actor, that's why she looks like she's from a different era.
1: Oh, I have a a new theory. Okay, great. We have said many times that Carrie Brownstein is a time traveler. Yes. I think that Abby is a constant. I think she is unstuck in time. Okay. I know this because Hard says at one point, there's always Abby.
0: I feel like even in the part of the book that I read, Abby just drives around and knows stuff, uh-huh, like that's her thing,
1: right. well, she and Carol opened a furniture store together, yeah, and then it fell apart,
0: yeah i but but, like all she does is have information, mm-hmm. and like it 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 honestly, okay, and then the other oh we didn't even talk about this, the other pieces of information we've been talking for a long time about Florence, the maid, yes, and how she seems to hate oh, Carol, yes, yes yes and in in the book, right. So, she, she is the one that betrays Carol to Hard. Right. So in the book,
1: the first indication that, that that her and Therese are together is that Therese writes a letter explaining all of her feelings, confessing all of her feelings to Carol, mm-hmm. and leaves it in a book at Carol's house. Um, and she leaves it there. And it's later revealed that Florence found it and sold it to Hard. Um, and that was the evidence he needed to send the private investigator after um after her. Um in the book, the private investigator doesn't actually have that much, and she convinces him to sell the tapes to her. Oh, um with the gun, the gun is still there. Um but, yeah, um but the, but it's primarily the letter that 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 Therese wrote that she accidentally left behind, and Florence selling them out.
0: We got also in the book uh, ages of the people not yes we don't know exactly if this is the same age that they're supposed to be in the film i it i
1: i think that'd be hard to believe simply because i mean so therese is 21 i believe
0: in the book is she's 19 oh she's 19 that's right yeah and um and carol is supposed to be 34 or mm-hmm. something harge is 37 yep um and rindy is 10 yeah Everybody's wildly different ages,. Mm-hmm. Rendy is ten, and yeah, and Therese is nineteen. That's wild. Mm. yeah,
1: yeah. a lot of scenes like like um the first time Therese goes to Carol's, there's actually a second visit to Carol's where they play easy where she plays easy living. Mm-hmm. um there's a lot of just like like there's more scenes essentially or more stuff that you can see how it made sense to compress pretty pretty cleanly into the into the movie.
0: Oh my god! This
1: the our favorite. The record store lesbians, yes, are there, but they're in a. It's a different. It's a different location, but same. Basically, the exact same thing. Yeah,
0: she sees two women at a bar, and she's like, and they're wearing pants, and one of them has hair like a man. Yes,
1: and she knows that they kiss.
0: She, she can tell, and she doesn't want to look at them, but she does. Yeah. Uh, this is a lie that I that is the most. I'm dating a man line of all time that I highlighted. Uh, she's talking about Richard, um. Worst of all, he generally forgot to clean his nails, even when he took the trouble to dress up. Therese had said something about it a couple times to him, but she felt now that she couldn't say anything more without irritating him. And that is what it's like to date a man. That is it. That's what it is. Patricia Highsmith, you dead racist. You have a good point. One time. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be you?
1: Couldn't be me. (laughs) Why don't we why don't we move into the Carol Collection corner?
0: Oh, yes. I am wearing my Carol Collection corner right now. Alice got me an Abby robe.
1: I did. I found you I found a vintage plaid robe.
0: I love it. Uh-huh. I had to go run and put it on during the scene where Hard confronts Abby. Yes. The I can't help you with that scene. Yes. I love it. It's warm. It's kind of it's wool. It's uh-huh. it's got this nice kind of um green, I don't know, like a green khaki. Yeah, uh, tartan vibe, mm-hmm. very good, very we'll, warm. We'll post a picture to Twitter. Yes, we will, of course.
1: Um, I also my Carol collection corner for this week is I found a picnic basket.
0: Yes, you did a
1: picnic basket. And so when they got to the, we got to the scene where they're eating sandwiches in the car. I paused the movie, pulled out my picnic basket with wrapped sandwiches.
0: It was so good. I was I you you told me you had a dinner plan and I didn't know what it was. It was a very good dinner plan.
1: Yes. Um I, I had to do again had to do a bunch of research on the picnic basket. Um specifically the one in the movie has a side hinge where the whole lid opens uh at once. A lot, it doesn't split up the middle, oh, which yeah. is very common. Um it also was a specific type of um weaved design. Mm-hmm. Um and the underside of the lid has this um elastic I think you could I think you could put like I don't know a small drink or like a sausage in there or something along those lines. Okay. Um it's like these like elastic loops under on the underside of the of the of the lid. Again, we'll post a photo to Twitter. Oh,
0: is that for silverware, do you think?
1: Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Here I am putting hot dogs in there.
0: You just love putting carrying individual hot dogs everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very nice picnic basket. Yeah. We could go on our road trip now.
1: That's true. Um, we've been booking guests. We can have guests in the future.
0: We have some very exciting guests coming up. Um, right. I, again, thank you to everybody who joined us for the Paul F. Tompkins episode. Yes. Absolute delight
1: can't believe it happened <laughs> it's been over a week we just released it i still can't believe it's 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 a true thing um but yeah um how are you doing otherwise with with this endeavor
0: you know today was the first day i didn't want to do it um and it was just because i've been having a really hard week Yeah. um this is gonna it's gonna be a really interesting year for me as a person mm-hmm. and so i think having a podcast to track it is gonna be a real adventure. Uh but I'm glad, you know, it honestly it turned around as soon as I started watching Carol. So I think that that's a good thing is that I know that Carol can take a bad day and make it a good one.
1: That's good. Yeah. Take a take a take a sad song and make it better.
0: Take a sad song and make it Carol. Make it a Carol.
1: Make it a Carol.
0: Take a sad song and make it a Carol. How how about you?
1: It was good. It was good. Um I really do know every minute of this movie now. Yeah. And I think because because I've started doing more social media for the podcast, I've started pulling more clips and things from the movie mm-hmm. and I can I, I have the thing that I can jump to any portion yes. of the movie pretty much instantly.
0: The death blurt effect.
1: Yes. <laughs> it, it only took us seven watches.
0: Yeah. It, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I could do that also. It's it's uh, it's uh, pretty wild. Yeah. That we just have memorized a film. Um, but it's a good film and it it does feel like it goes faster every time, which is kind of weird, but yeah, that's true.
1: That's a full two hours.
0: It, it's a long movie, but, um,
1: one thing I said while you're watching it today was, um, if I ever get married and then likely even I ever get married, I want my vows that contain the phrase, our lives spread out ahead of us, a perpetual sunrise.
0: It's really nice. I don't understand what it means. But maybe I'm just not that poetic. I think
1: it, I think it means it's so beautiful, like the sunrise is beautiful, and it's a beginning, and so it will always be beautiful, and it will always feel like a beginning and not an ending.
0: That's nice. I uh, the <laughs> I highlighted so much of this book. I'm just looking through my quotes right now, and I hate everything that <laughs> everybody says. I can't. I mean, I I that's all. My oh it's not because it's bad, it's just because I hate it. Like things that Carol like Carol says, you're much too young to know your own mind or what you're talking about. Yes, in that case, lie. Like what a horrible thing to say to a person. Yeah. Or like, you can't just give me marching orders out of your life. Who's like how this is something that Richard says when teresa's trying to break up with him? Yep. I don't see how he could be so much in love with you. It's not love, it's a compulsion. I think he wants to control me. Just like everybody's so unhealthy, and they all need yeah. to break up. And I'm just worried about them.
1: They're all, they're all dead now.
0: They're all, it's true. It was the 50s. Yeah. Um. They're all, they're all getting out of it. But it was I was very impressed about how much um of the dialogue directly from the book went into yes. the into the film. Absolutely. Um, were the poached eggs and cream spinach in the?
1: No, they were not. A damn shame. It is they ordered something else. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. We get we get on there's always Abby.
0: There's always Abby. Folks, thank you so much for joining us on our Carol venture. Yes. I I really do enjoy this. We we have to say one more thing about this book is which is we don't know why it's called The Price of Salt. Actually, I do know why it's called The Price Ooh, of Salt. Ooh. Hot tip.
1: I'm going to look it up because cuz I did have to consult the internet. Okay. But there it it comes from a line of dialogue.
0: Cuz The Price of Salt is 69.
1: Um, this, is, this is from Quora. The title The Price of Salt is referring to a term like the spice of life, or in this case, the salt of life. Oh. In the, in the book, the spice of life for Carol is being with Therese, not hiding who she is, but the price of the salt is living, giving up her house, her custody of her child, her social standing. For Therese, the price she pays to be with Carol is giving up her potential set, designing jobs, and giving up a connection with the boyfriend and the family. So it's about how much you have to sacrifice to get the thing you want lesbianism is the salt mm. and the price you pay is suffering.
0: Yeah, I, wow. I don't like that. I, think that. I think I understand why I don't like this book right now. Okay,
1: so here's, here's, <laughs> here's the end of the first paragraph of chapter 22. Okay. The music lived, but the world was dead and the song would die one day, she thought. But how would the world come back to the life? How would its salt come back?
0: Mm. Wow. Well, as we say on every episode, how would its salt come back? How would its salt come back? Bring bring that salt back, baby. Thank you for listening. <laughs>
1: The Best Idea of All Time is hosted by Laser and Alice. Our theme song is Easy Livin' as recorded by Flower Links. You can find more information about them in our show notes. The show is edited and produced by me, Alice. Our website is bestidea.gay. And if you have thoughts about the podcast, you can email us at AskMeThings at bestidea.gay. If you like the show, you can leave a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts. Please. The Best Idea of All Time will return next week.